You may want to retire someday, but can you? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Arian, and in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, retirement, banking problems, um, real estate, and uh, your your situation and some opportunities that are coming up. So let's get started. I've got my uh, got my iced tea from my favorite uh, restaurant. I've got my carbonated water and my Hawaiian shirt. So I'm ready to go, ready to get started on this episode. So who wants to retire? Um, I know I don't, but most people do. And, um, most people I think are going to have a problem with it. Now you may think that you have what you need to retire, but do you really, uh, have you done the math on it? So we're going to get into that just a little bit, and I hope uh, you realize that maybe you don't have, and I want you to have enough. Maybe you don't, though. Uh, but hopefully, uh, I think you can you can fix that, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about how to fix it. What is the problem? What am I talking about here? And first of all, let's start with these people here. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals, that might be you. You might fit into that list. If you don't, it's okay because uh, I'm still talking to you and this stuff still matters, but I want to talk about these people for a minute and make a point. Uh, If you're one of these people, an entrepreneur, business owner, professional, what's a professional? Well, it could be a doctor, a dentist, a chiropractor, uh, whatever. So if you're one of these people, what do you do with your money? I know you're making it. Uh, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs aren't, but a lot of them are. And I would be willing to bet that a good number of those people don't really have a lot of money laying around. Same with professionals. Now, I have known some people that make, they make, you know, a million dollars a year, 500000 a year, whatever. And uh, they don't have any money. Uh, they have a nice house. They have nice cars. They have toys, they have boats, they have, uh, whatever, whatever they want. But you know, they, uh, they don't have any money. They don't have, they couldn't just up and take a two week vacation without saving a little money for it. Or they couldn't go buy a new car or, uh, say a new house without saving some money because they don't have any and they should, uh, with that kind of a cash flow. uh, coming in, they should, they should have some money. And that is why I'm always preaching about real estate because everybody I know that owns real estate investment properties always seem to have money. So let's get into this a little deeper and talk about your retirement and why am I here talking about your retirement? Well, it's because most people's retirement plans suck. They're just not very good. So let's get into that a little deeper here. Now, 50% of baby boomers, for example, have no plan at all beyond uh, Social Security checks. Now, Social Security checks are ridiculous. They are uh, they average about $1,300 a month. You can't do anything on $1,300 a month, even if you have no debt, even if your home is paid for, your cars are paid for, you don't have any credit card debt, and you know you still have uh, you still have bills. You have electric bills, uh, 
you got to pay for energy, electricity, gas. You got to pay for water. You got to pay for gas for your car. And before the uh, smart aleck comes up and says, oh, but I have an electric car. Well, you got to pay for the electricity for that car too. So, so, uh, uh, think about that. Now you can't do much living on $1,300 a month. I know I have had family members who tried it. Uh, one of them retired in, uh, in his seventies and had to go back to work after about a year. And because he didn't have enough money and, he didn't have a house payment. Uh, he did have a car payment, but uh, he just didn't have enough to live on and enjoy life. So the only other option for him was to go back to work because he didn't have any other plans for retirement. Uh, 50% of women have no plan and zero savings. What is going on there? You know, when I first started talking about this on my podcast, my first two episodes of my podcast were on the retirement crisis. And I talked about uh, two books one was called Who Stole My Pension by Edward Seidel and Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, the other one was called 401 Chaos by Andrew Tanner, I believe was his name. And they were talking about uh, pension fraud and 401ks losing value the way they did in 2008 and the way they probably will again here coming up soon. And it got me to thinking that people uh, – need to start doing something because most people want to retire. I don't. I don't see the joy in retirement. I want to uh, still have a purpose in my life and still do something. I like what I do and you know, I can't see quitting it just because I reach a certain age. Uh, here's the bad part. Vanguard, who manages a huge amount of retirement money for people, will tell you that you have to have a million dollars We'll tell you that you have to have a minimum of a million dollars to 1.7 million to retire. And that is up from what it was in the 90s. It used to be $150,000 for a couple. Now it's up to 1.7 million. So what do you get for that million dollars? If you saved a million dollars, congratulations, first of all. You're an incredible saver. I don't know many people that could do that. Uh, but if you did it and you have a million dollars, what do you get for it? Well, what are they going to tell you to take out of that every year to live on? Three and a half percent is what it is. That's what they're going to tell you. Withdraw three and a half percent every year from your retirement money and live on that. Well, that's $35,000 a year. And if it's a 401k or an IRA, you haven't paid taxes on that yet, most likely. And so you're going to end up paying taxes out of that money. You're going to have about $2,200, a month. That's not much better than your Social Security check. And then there's always unexpected expenses that come up. Medical costs that uh, your insurance or Medicare is not going to pay for. You may have car problems. Um, something goes wrong with your house. You got to pay for it out of your pocket. Uh, anything like that could happen. Uh, you could get robbed. Somebody could come along, steal all your money, uh, steal your identity. It can cost a lot of money when that happens. So uh, that doesn't leave you in a very good position. It leaves you in this position. You have to hope that you die before you run out of money. And a million dollars, taking out 3.5% a year, you've got 25 years of living to do. And that's it. So you got to hope that you die before that money runs out. Isn't that just a happy thing to think about? <laughs> now, here's the good part. 
there are some opportunities. You can save your retirement, luckily, by investing money into real estate and into businesses. You need cash flow. A savings account, uh, stock market investing. Now, let me say right here, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial planner, not a retirement planner, uh, not a lawyer or a tax professional or anything like that. I'm going to give you my opinions on commercial real estate, real estate investing, and what I have seen my clients do and what I am doing, what I plan to do with my life. So that's where, that's where, um, that's where I'm coming from here. That's what I'm going to be. Uh, that's what I do. Now, here's something interesting. Those very people that haven't planned for their retirement, the baby boomers, I guess the half that did plan for it, they're selling businesses right now. They are retiring. Now, there are 11 million businesses for sale and 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day. That's a lot of people retiring. And what they're doing is they're, they're selling their businesses. They've been working on these businesses for decades. They've run these things. These are companies that do, uh, I mean, they're not glamorous, but they do things like they're electricians, they're plumbers, they're, they have auto mechanic shops, they have uh, uh, all kinds of things, car washes, um, self-storage like in this picture here. Uh, that's a big one. RV parks mobile home parks, hotels, bed and breakfasts, all kinds of businesses, everything you could think of, hair salons, insurance companies, insurance agencies. Uh, all of these businesses are for sale. The cool thing is you don't have to be an expert in that business to own it. You can own a business. You don't have to be, for example, you don't have to be an electrician to own an electrical company that does electrical contracting. Uh, you have to have electricians working for you, but you don't have to be one yourself. You don't have to be a hairstylist to own a hair salon. Uh, I used to know a lot of airline pilots uh, were buying uh, these uh, franchise hair salons uh, a couple of decades ago, and I suppose they still do it today. Um, and, uh, I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to know anything about hair to, to own a hair salon, 400,000 of these businesses for sale every year, 400,000 more coming up for sale every year. And a lot of these are available with little or no cash out of your pocket. These people are willing to do seller financing in, in a lot of cases, because they know, especially now, because they know that to go out and get a loan right now, so lending is tightening up for real estate, it's tightening up for businesses. And if you want to go out and get a loan right now, uh, I mean, I, I would suggest if it's for a business, you go through the SBA, you go to a bank and get an SBA loan and do it that way. I think it's going to be your best shot. But the very best way to do it is seller financing. If whoever's selling that business will carry a note on that for you, 
Like you make payments to them, that would be the way to go. They still get to make an income. They defer all their tax taxes. They spread it out over the term of the loan, and they have an income every month uh, that they keep on getting from that business that they worked all those years to build. So it's going to carry them through their retirement, and that's what they want. That's what you want. You want cash flow like that. So uh, that's what the business is going to give you. Hopefully, it's going to give you cash flow. Real estate, things are about to happen in real estate. It's going to be bad for some people, but it's going to be good for other people. It's going to be good for those of you who have saved some money, those of you who are willing to be creative, and those of you who are willing to learn about real estate, learn how to buy properties and how to manage properties. Uh, there's going to be some things coming up for sale that are that are just going to be some outstanding bargains. What's happening right now with what's happening right now with banking is that there are, in addition to all the problems they have behind the scenes that we don't get to see, that we hear about on the news, and and uh, this is probably a good time for me to say this. I watch a lot of uh, financial news on TV, and uh, the people that are on these shows that are guest contributors. They're usually fund managers and sometimes economists. I think most of them are full of crap. Now, they know what they're talking about. They're not stupid. But a lot of what they say when they come on and say there's no problem and we got nothing to worry about, there's not going to be a recession, and go ahead, keep investing your money, and then they're there with their handout ready to take your money to put into their fund, and that's what's motivating them to say that. That's what I believe. Uh, they're starting to change their tune right now. They can't get away with saying that stuff anymore because it's getting pretty obvious that they that they were wrong and that they were just you know they were BSing people to because they don't want to lose investors out of their fund. So anyway, I, I had to get off on that for just a minute. It was kind of a rant, but uh, something that really annoys me. And uh, <laughs> so uh, where was I? Uh, what's happening in uh, commercial real estate loans is this year, 2023, there are, there's $450 billion, billion uh, in real estate loans, commercial real estate loans that are coming due for renewal. Now, what happens in commercial real estate, it's financed differently than your house. You don't go out and get a 30-year loan and pay on it for 30 years and you're done. In commercial real estate, you amortize the loan over maybe 10 or 15 years, which means they structure the payments so that your payment is a, an amount as if you were paying it off over 10 years, say. Uh, but in five years, you have a balloon payment. So you really aren't going to carry the loan for 10 years. In five years, you have to refinance it or pay it off. Nobody pays it off, okay? Almost nobody pays it off. They always refinance. Every five years, like clockwork, they go in and refinance their property. Sometimes, uh, because the value of the property has gone up, uh, the income has gone up on the property, uh, just normal property appreciation, they have a lot more equity, they go in and refinance and get some cash out. And So the loan really never gets paid down. It stays about the same and now here's some things coming along from the banking industry, uh, things in the economy, inflation, uh, 
the Federal Reserve playing there, doing their shenanigans. And before you know it, your property value is dropping because, uh, oh, yeah, and I forgot the whole pandemic thing where everybody got shut down and, and hundreds of thousands of businesses disappeared forever. So uh, a lot of empty space, people working from home. Some businesses are out and gone, uh, out of business, and a lot of empty space. When that happens, your income on the property goes down, right? And your value, the the property value goes down accordingly. So you go back in to refinance. So what happens if your amount that you owe that you have to refinance is now higher than what your property appraises for. Because every time you renew a loan, you have to have an appraisal done. And first of all, commercial appraisals aren't cheap. They're about $3,500. And so you go have that done. And so what happens? You owe, say you owe a million dollars, but your property only appraises for 500000 So... What do you do? You're kind of screwed. You're kind of you're you're in bad shape right there. And now one thing that's going on is luckily some banks are uh, some lenders are restructuring uh, the loans. They're modifying the loans, extending them out a little bit so that their payments remain the same. And uh, now I don't know for sure. Um, I heard this from one of my clients. He said the lenders are offering to do this. And they extend it out so that your payment stays the same and you just owe a little bit longer on it. I don't know if that means they're changing the interest rate or keeping it the same or if, you know they're just moving the, the deadline down the road a bit. But that's a good thing, I think. Uh, it's going to save some people. But I don't think they're going to be able to save everyone that way. Some of these properties are just... I mean, if you got a property that was 100% occupied when you bought it and now it's only 20% occupied, do you think it's going to appraise to cover what you owe on the property? Uh, I mean, say you bought it five years ago and you paid a million dollars for it because it was at a, uh, you were making $100,000 a year on the property and with a 10% cap rate, that's what you got. You got a million dollar property, right? What happens when suddenly, you're not making a hundred thousand a year anymore. You're making twenty thousand, or uh, yeah. And you know, you, do you think your property is going to appraise for a million dollars anymore? No, it's going to go down. That's where the problems are going to come in. So there's going to be some opportunities. People are going to want to sell their properties. Uh, you may have some people that uh, are going to do some partial seller financing for you, let you uh, carry a note for you, and. Uh, I have worked a few of those deals before when times were good. So I know for sure they're going to happen when times are bad. That's when they usually start picking up and and, uh, those become more available. So look out for those. That's something to watch for. Creative financing will gain popularity as the economy tanks and uh, people will be willing to do things to get out from under their debt. Right now there are some bigger investors who are walking away from properties and the lenders don't even have a choice to restructure their loans. They're just handing the keys over and walking away. And you know why they can do that? Because, first of all, they probably have a non-recourse loan. A non-recourse loan means that there's no recourse. They can't, you can't do anything. To, the lender can't do anything to them for it. All they can do is take the property. 
and say, okay, we're even. That's it. And also, they probably have bought that property in a separate company name. Here's what happens with a lot of, uh, I ran into this a lot working with uh, oil companies and oil in the oil and gas industry and real estate. Uh, a company would come along and they buy a property and they wouldn't buy it in the company name that was going to occupy it. They would set up a new company just to own that building, just to own that property. And then that company would lease it to their normal, to their regular company, to their, to their oil and gas company. And that way it keeps that building. And this is what I had an episode on a couple of weeks ago about if you own a, a business that owns real estate too, keep them separate. There are a lot of reasons to do that. Uh, one of the big ones is liabilities, but um, keep those separate. So if if you default on the property, they can't come after your business because it's a different company. So you could conceivably default on the property and stay in the property as a business owner, and uh, you have a lease. They have to honor the lease until it runs out. Yeah, so then you're a tenant of the bank, you know, you're a tenant of the lender. I don't know if you want to be in that position, but, but it happens. And, and, uh, uh, so we're, we'll start seeing a lot of things like that. It's going to get interesting, you know, stay right here on this channel. If you like to watch, uh, your podcast rather than listen to audio only, you can go to the YouTube channel. We're putting it on there now. It's, uh, at real estate revenue. Uh, so you just go to youtube.com slash at real estate revenue, and you can find our podcast. I've put it into a playlist there. Now, eventually, YouTube, of course, is going to have a podcast platform. They're working on that. I think it's I think it's ready, but I just, uh, we have to figure out how to make it work on our end as well. Don't forget to subscribe. If you would, go to their YouTube channel, subscribe there, and the YouTube channel gives us an opportunity for more two-way contact. We can... Uh, interact with each other. You can leave me comments, ask questions, and I get on there and I'll, I'll answer questions if you have any. And, um, I always appreciate comments, ask questions. Um, <laughs> just come on, come on and, uh, you know, ask some questions and, uh, I would love to have some video ideas. Hey, if you have a, if you have a question that, uh, uh, needs to be answered, I can, uh, make a video about it. You know, uh, might be a short video, might be a full length video, Either way, uh, you know, just let me know. Always remember, too, that uh, one property can change your life. One property changed a lot of my life. Uh, it, I had one property that paid off my student loan debt, and you can do that, too. You can pay off. Uh, imagine what it would be like to have 500 to to $1,000 a month in extra cash. You can do that with one property. Could keep you out of bankruptcy. Could keep you, uh, could keep you going in hard times. Also looks great on your financial statement to have extra cash flow um, and the extra equity, by the way. So uh, that's about it for this episode. And I will see you next time on Real Estate Revenue.